It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. the time enough podcast where we talk about episodes of the twilight zone and beyond this is matt here coming back for round two it's it's been a month for the listener i guess it's been a week for us <laughs> it's uh from the one-on-one podcast on ayala thanks for coming back what's up man thanks for having me back on i should uh i should take a page from your book and, and have you tell people where to find you at the start yeah, definitely, man. I do it at the beginning and then I do it again at the end because, you know, how people tune out. You can find me on any podcast platform at the one on one podcast, uh, you know, Google Podcasts, all of them. And all social media is at the one on one podcast. I mean, on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Instagram is my, my main one, but I pay attention here and there to the other one. So you can find me on there. All right. So hopefully I'll keep that habit rolling. <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah, today's episode is a uh, long live water Jameson. So I'm going to spit out a bit of trivia on this one. Water Jameson is portrayed. Oh, excuse me. I started in the wrong place in my notes. This was a Charles Beaumont jam. Of course, this is more my opinion than trivia, but this seems to be where the, the episode where his mixture of saccharine sweet and bitter salt really seems to have started to gel. Water Jameson is portrayed by Kevin McCarthy. He got his start in very early television, but once he got into film, he ended up with the Best Supporting Actor nomination for 1951's Death of a Salesman, and he was the lead in the sci-fi classic Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Edgar Stelly played Professor Samuel Kittredge, and as his age would suggest, he had been in the biz for quite some time. He had many radio drama credits as well, including Dr. Heuer and the radio version of Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Loretta Bowen, our geriatric jilted lover, was portrayed by Estelle Ruth Goodwin. She was mostly involved in the theater and made her name both in London's West End and on Broadway. And she was quite fetching the closer you got to the turn of the century. I found a photo of her. I was like, okay, that I see where that casting works. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> she, you know, she's like the brunette version of his current fiance, you know, 50 years prior. So kind of works. Yeah, I, I wa- watching it again, right, a lot of things make sense. Because at, at the beginning, you're like, what the heck does this old lady have to do with anything? And it made sense right at the end with, with all this, this stuff. So again, this is watching it over like, Oh, okay. That's what that means. You know? Yeah, I guess it is, you know, a good two for, although, you know, 1960s television, I was thinking that's kind of a problem because when you're watching, you have to watch the commercials. You don't even have a VCR. Right. And then you're going to wait like four months before you catch it on television again. So, uh, uh yeah, yeah. We, 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 we kind of benefit from the fact that we can uh, do this now, you know, and get deeper in. So that's kind of cool. So I just found it out of nowhere and I sent you the two files. It was literally just on the internet. The whole thing is on the internet and I still have opened the tabs from the last time we did the, the show and I still have to check out night gallery and the new twilight and 
that's what we talk. yeah the twilight you said twilight zone 2019 and then night gallery which was with rod Serling again that's right so yeah because that night gallery seems to get you know uh, you got to be a real geek to know about that one i guess but uh it is quite good <laughs> I, I only i didn't even know it existed until like i started you know doing the prep for this show so interesting <laughs> i mean i mean this podcast not this particular episode but <laughs> um well i'm gonna throw the the prologue in, in your face if you could give that a quick read i actually forgot how to read let's see if we can do this so you're looking at act one scene one of a nightmare one now restricted to witching hours of dark rain-swept nights professor walter jameson popular beyond words who talks of the past as if it were the present who conjures up the dead as if they were alive in the view of this man professor samuel kittridge walter jameson has access to knowledge that couldn't come out of a volume of history but rather from a book on black magic, which is to say that this this nightmare begins at noon. All right, I'm curious how how what kind of a student were you? Were, were you uh, in the back? Were you skipping class? Nah, bro, I was. I was I, honestly 100. I was a straight A student. Okay, I, I was a I was a some A somewhat B student, but I I do have several times where a history professor uh caught my attention for one reason or another. Um, in high school, I had one teacher and I, I liked listening to him every day. And then a year or two later, I was hearing from other students how he was kind of a horrible racist. So I didn't really catch on at the time. I'm like, should I have caught on? I'm, I don't know. So well, yeah. I just finished wrapping up doing like two episodes of Lovecraft back to back and talking about racist. That dude was a racist, but oh, yeah, people are products of their time, dude. You know what I mean? Like the people were products of our time. You're a product of your time. So it it's bad to be a racist and I don't encourage it at all, but it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I There's guess still I people just, are racist today. Yeah. I would just like, I should have, cause you know, it's like a, a white teacher. I'm a white student and I'm like, should I have caught on? It seems like maybe I should have caught on, but uh, I, I think it was more like he just didn't, I mean, that's what happens in high school though. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about now, but when I was in there, it's just it's European and American history. That's it. You know? They have one month for everything else. And I think he basically, for Black History Month, like skips teaching anything about Africa, which uh, cheesed off a large part of the student population. <laughs> I had a very balanced uh, mixture at my school. So the year after that was fun. That was American history where um, the professor, not the professor, he was just a teacher, but uh, he came in, I guess, uh, I think we was drunk that morning. <laughs> like he had just gotten a divorce and the extra credit question on the quiz that day was when was my independence day <laughs> well i do is having an epiphany of some sorts yeah so classic moment although I, he taught at that school for uh, 20 years later so i guess he was just having a day <laughs> yeah i think we all have those type of days right we're we're in the fifth dimension or five, fourth dimension that we don't know about right the one that rod serling talks about <laughs> yeah exactly but um yeah i, I do remember like you know my uh I thought my minor was history in university, but when I got my degree, it didn't have a minor. So I guess I didn't minor in anything. <laughs> I forgot what my minor is in, but my main is, my major is electronics engineering with a specialization in robotics. 
That sounds so, smarter than mine, which was social science education. <laughs> and now I, now I, it sounds horrible saying it now. <laughs> social engineering, science. You just teach know. English? You just uh, teach straight English? I try and mix in a few metaphysics, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when you're teaching, like, I, I have kids that are like three or four years old, and it's like, well, actually, the impression I'm having here is like going to really have an effect, probably. Probably not in terms of them learning English, but in terms of how they react with people and all that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, like, and sometimes I'm like, oh man, I'm like engineering, usually because I don't want the kid doing something dangerous, but it's like, I'm actually using like mind control methods, programming methods to get this kid to do what I want to do. But I guess that's part of being a teacher. Just, you know, it's a, it's a tool, right? You use it in a good way or a bad way. That's language though, dude. Yeah, exactly. It can either be good used for good or used for evil. We're talking about racism. You could say the most beautiful words ever. You can be a POS and call somebody super bad things. Yeah, really. So, um, what was your impression of of Jameson? Is he some? Is he a teacher you'd listen to? Is, was it acting that good? <laughs> yeah, the the it was actually very interesting. I I wasn't I didn't catch on and that intro. It says black magic i said book of black magic is that how he worded it yeah in the intro and then later he talks about like i assume he was like i just got an image of him being in like ancient egypt and mm -hmm. seeing the alchemist he said he saw an alchemist yeah who put him in a coma for three weeks he woke up the alchemist was gone and then you know 30 years later it's like whoa everyone is aged except me so yeah i found that i found that interesting because and talking about the occult and all this stuff and vampires because we know vampires live forever unless something happens to them right and uh, i found that part to stood out the most to me because i do believe that there are certain figures in history that are well, who is it saint germain that is this guy who's always been around always always reinvents himself such as this guy but Another thing that stood out to me, too, was if you live forever and in all movies, right, vampires are super rich because eventually you learn, you, you figure it out. You figure something out. I go, why is this guy being a teacher if he has all this knowledge and he fought in like World War? Was it World War One or it was he's in the Civil, Civil War and Civil War? One, yeah. And why would he be a teacher out of everything that he could have been? Well, there is the idea in, um, you know, Buddhist Hindu thought, like, you know, the, the, um, the one, the source that wants to experience everything. So if you're living 2000 plus years, maybe just like, I want to chill out for some time and, you know, be a teacher. True. Yeah, I had, can see that as well. You know, a hundred years later, he, what was he a major or something or a Colonel? I mean, he was a ranking officer in the military, yeah. right? So that would have been a super stressful job and adventure. Somehow he didn't die because it seemed like, you know, as this shows us, a simple bullet will do him in. He's just been lucky. Yeah, well, that was one of the things that he talked about, right? Where he was, I was, I was luckier than most. He was talking about that pretty much he lived all these time, all this time without anything happening to him or having an accident or anything of that nature. But he does tell it to the old guy. And I didn't connect the dots with the the journal until watching it for the second time i was like oh that's his journal from that time and that's why the old man asks him can i borrow it and he's like no i don't borrow i don't let people borrow books and then he says something along the lines of 
Remember what happened last time. I don't still don't know what he meant by that. I think he just loaned him a book and never got it back. Probably. <laughs> so it's 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 the opposite of um in Battlestar Galactica. There's a uh, I've actually taken this as part of my credo. Well, now that I read ebooks, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, one of the lines in the show is never lend a uh, yeah never lend a book. That means you just give somebody a book. <laughs> like mm. if I give a book, I don't expect it back. Yeah, I. I've... I've learned in life two things. I've never, I, I read eBooks too. That's the main thing is I don't have room for all these books. I would love to start collecting books, but some are super expensive. And on top of that, not that they're expensive, I just don't have the room for them. And if you buy a really nice book, you want to preserve it. Mine's just going to sit in a shelf collecting dust. So I don't have like a display case or anything like that. Look at all the, look at all the stuff I have in the background already. <laughs> it's already cramped. So my bookshelf is somewhere back there. And I've thought about starting to collect books, but I just, dude, scribed in Amazon, was it Audible or, or Kindle? And you just read whatever book you want, buy it if you have to buy it, or not telling anybody to pirate anything, but I usually download PDF files of, of books I want to read, and, and that's that. And I just have a tablet, and I just read on a tablet. But some people don't like that. There's something about reading an actual physical book, something like magical almost, but if you're in a car somewhere and it's dark, you can't read it. So. Exactly. Um, have you been, I think it's like Avalon library, not net or something like that. It's a site which has a bunch of PDFs and a lot of it's like a hundred plus years old. Um, What's it called? Find, uh, Avalon library. Let me type it in, make sure I'm telling it to you. Right. Are you scribed? And I use the Kindle app. And I got all my stuff in there. Yeah, I mostly use Kindle. Sorry, one of these brings you to an actual library, and one of them brings you to a source of mad information. So I'm going to see which, which one. one so I see the library, the Avalon Library, public library. Okay, no, no, this one is avalonlibrary.net. So what you do is, um, it's it's a really, it's unfortunately not a well-constructed website. So you come in, you see all these files. You have to scroll down Ooh. quite a way. You have to scroll down quite a way. I mean, there's plenty of interesting stuff before that, but if you go all the way past the alphabet, uh, you'll find an underscore and then ebooks. Oh, no, just ebooks. It doesn't even have the underscore, but it's after Z. Comes after Z, it's ebooks. You click on that, there's like everything. I mean, Blavatsky's there. You'll find a bunch of Crowley there. You'll find, I, I'm sure Lovecraft is there, you know, just like. Uh, I just great... found some stuff right now. I'm going to actually send it to my, my friend. Yeah, we've got like Aldous Huxley, Aleister Crowley. I'm just in the A's here. <laughs> um, so yeah, your, your books of black magic are here. Magic and mystery in Tibet, you know, lots of, yeah. So, uh, and, and for anyone, I mean, you know, like I said, this podcast, uh, kind of like we've got some, some trippy heads here. We got some very science people, you know, so, but even for science people, you know, uh, people are really focused on the method and stuff. There are, there are books, there are science books in there too. I think, you know, you can find like a few Neil deGrasse Tyson, Carl Sagan's there for sure. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. If you're looking for stuff to make you smarter, that's one of the best websites I found. So maybe yeah, that's know, awesome, dude. It. I'm going to take oh. a look around here later. Cause I just found something that I have a friend of mine who's writing a book on something and it literally just popped out to me. <laughs> oh, but wait, it's another language. What the heck? <laughs> some of them are in other languages but yeah some of them I, i've got i've probably read like 200 books from that site over the past few years really so um 
Anyway, getting back to Jameson, the line that now that we're, we've got this site, we can learn things. One interesting thing is uh, Kittredge says, oh, I figured it out. You can live forever and not ever become wise. And that, that's the line in this episode that really sticks to me. That you can live forever and not become wise? Is it because he thought the, the old man was an idiot or something? Well, not so much. I think it was just because it was clear that Jameson didn't have any, like, any advanced knowledge right he wasn't mm -hmm. like smarter than the average bear he just had a lot of experience which i'm like i don't know two thousand years of experience it seems like he'd probably get a little sharper that's that's where i find this episode interesting it's like if i lived and had to keep changing my life every 40 years um would i be improving or would i just be in stasis uh, hopefully you would be improving right i mean that's uh, that's what all these elites are about right transhumanism where they want to live forever that's why the Egyptians were so obsessed with prepping their bodies because they thought they could come back at a different time and reanimate themselves or something. That's why they were buried the way they buried them. Just It was a process and a ritual when they prepared them. So they believed that they could at one time come back. And if you're not learning some stuff, bro, and you live for 2,000 years, I mean, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. <laughs> hey, plenty of people, you know, it's it's uh, Netflix and chill every night, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem, dude. That's the problem with today's society that it's just, again, not to talk down on people, but to, they, they're dumbing us down. They're wanting to keep us, how you said, just at the end of the day, just mindless, numbing TV and just sit there, play on your phone, go to sleep, wake up the next day, go to work for 10 hours, eight hours a day, come back home, do the same thing. You're on a cycle. And guess what? The Saturday and Sunday that you're off or whatever days you have off those two days, sometimes you just want to sleep. Cause I'm there. I've been there too. Like I'm thankfully I'm blessed enough and, and able to have time for extracurricular activities during my day. And I can plan around it. And I'll be quite honest with these last few weeks, I haven't really been getting much work done because I've been <laughs> podcasting and just researching and, doing all these things. So I got to gotta get back on the horse. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's where well, I don't have a nine to five. I have a, a 12 to nine, but um, like that's actually, weird with the language, right? Was that it's weird with the language with you guys? Because I have my, my buddy, a really good friend of mine lives in Vietnam and he lived in Thailand for a while and he teaches English as well online. And it's like they do blocks like we'll do a couple hours here you know, two or three hours in between, then do another few hours here, like depending I on the kids. I think the place I used to work worked that way. Uh, typically for me, it's I kind of go in, have an office hour or then have lunch. And for me, lunch is actually like I, I have a walk and a meditation building. So I'm actually using my time quite well while I'm on the clock there. <laughs> uh, oh, so you physically have to go in somewhere? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually back to teaching live lessons again. Uh, we were doing Zoom until this week, and now we're back to live, which is nice. I do like teaching people that are in the room and not on a screen. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> we're back to that. Um, but yeah, um, something, you know, like, I guess, sacred places, because we've we got temples all over the place in Japan, right? So just around my house, around my workplace, I just have a mental map of where they all are. You know, I mean, obviously they're built there for a reason. I don't, I don't think the ones around here are definitely like on a major ley line, but somebody put it there for a reason, right? So, yeah. so I find going there and I have like kind of a 15 minute, minute meditation cycle that I tend to do there. And 
yeah, I usually do it on my lunch break. People are like, I don't have time to do things like that. I'm like, oh, I do it during my lunch break. <laughs> and what kind of beliefs do they have? Is there Christianity and Catholicism there or how does that work? Um, Japan's interesting that everybody would be Shinto Buddhist, right? But nobody talks about it that much. I I'd say, you know, unless you become a monk or something, um, mm -hmm. you're going to go to the shrine at New Year. You know, maybe uh, if you have a big test, you want to go get your fortune. So uh, a couple of days after New Year, we walked to a, a local shrine and bought the uh, Omakuji. And I got the least fortune. I got the crappy fortune. My daughter <laughs> got the best fortune. So I guess that's fine. <laughs> But uh, things like that, I mean, there's not, it's very rare you'd find someone that really has anything moral to put towards you. That's the kind of thing in Japan. It's kind of like if you keep to yourself and you, you need to follow the basic social rules, some of which are unspoken, right? Yeah. Um, foreigners in Japan, we have a joke sometimes. We, we talk about gaijin smashing when we know that it's not what you're supposed to do in Japan, but we're like, ah, they'll, they'll be like, they're not Japanese, right? It, it's something yeah. you, don't, you don't do unless you need to, unless you're a prick or something, but... <laughs> You've been there for a while? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been in yeah. the States since 2010, so... Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, a, I, have a, I have a totally bizarre, altered uh, reality. But it's my trip. It seems, you know, once your trip, it seems perfectly normal. I guess that's another thing for this 2,000-year guy. You know, at this point, it would feel like relatively normal for him this is just how it goes mm -hmm. that maybe that's why he settled in his teaching job it's just like this never ends um he seems pretty happy when he finally gets shot <laughs> yeah almost like a sense of relief yeah it's like oh, i mean and i can understand right because he, he was already eyeing his next wife and then the old man you know calls him out and he's like wait really how, really how old are you oh and he's like kind of being skittish, almost like a person in a secret society where they're just bobbing and weaving on the question. And then eventually, boom, he nails him like, oh, he's like, well, I'm actually. And then he tells him the story. Mm. And I, it was interesting that he said an alchemist, not like a magician or a wizard or something. Especially on 1960s television. Like now, yeah. you know, with we've got Assassin's Creed and stuff. It's been kind of stuck in everyone's mind. I, I assume Assassin's Creed does alchemists. I don't even know. But <laughs> dude, I mean, speaking of Assassin's Creed, that game has so much occult and esoteric stuff in it i was actually surprised when people were breaking it down for me i was like wait what <laughs> like when i was watching this show i'm like they were letting people watch this at this time like don't they know that this is dangerous for people to understand this this knowledge and the secrecy and all these things because this is what they do and by they i mean the lizards like this is what they do there, there's i believe i believe bro just how pythagoras talked about metempsychosis where your soul can migrate to different bodies and you know this whole transmute uh transmigration i believe of the soul or i believe that's what they called it and i think that's what these elites do right they change they change skin suits every now and again but then some of them like nancy pelosi you see that their skin suits like falling apart <laughs> her eyelids like droop <laughs> Yeah, but don't we don't we all change skin suits? Uh, and it maybe maybe there's different methods. Maybe there's ways to bring you know memories back from the past iteration. But mm -hmm. you know, like I don't know my life so far. Um, you know, maybe maybe a satellite will fall on me tomorrow. But I, I mean, I guess it hasn't been like great shakes. Like I haven't like broken out of any box. Although I'm enjoying myself, but I feel like I'm kind of like on a vacation. <laughs> like my work How week. So like like your your life, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm really here just to 
enjoy myself for the most part and not not in a hedonistic way you know i mean i, I you know i like having a few drinks at night but uh <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know i'm still trying to be good to people all that sort of stuff yeah. so i'm not not trying to do, do the crowley trip or whatever but uh yeah 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 i just feel like i'm kind of chilling on on this particular iteration <laughs> that's a, that's a good mentality to have bro because a lot of people they take life too seriously right they literally live their life and they're just so serious about everything and they just take things too to heart you gotta understand that you're in a game and it's one thing knowing you're in a game versus when you don't know you're in a game you're gonna act yeah. differently this is a real life game of monopoly yeah or, or another oh go ahead if i was this guy dude man i'd be digging into all the esoteric secret occult stuff and i'd be learning it all like, you know trying to make the philosopher's stone turn lead into gold how do we know he didn't do that 500 years ago <laughs> <laughs> maybe Bring he did that already is he's past that right he did what mm-hmm. he could with it and now he's doing something else so i you know and and, and with the soul is you know even a horrible someone that's technically a horrible person now eventually evolves you know i would mm-hmm. i would think over over iterations over time you know everything's i mean i don't know if that's new age and woo woo just to be like everything's eventually going to get back to all right where there's no good there's no bad there just is you would hope so right you would hope that somebody would change well someone could i mean let's say in this life they may you know i mean it's really hard to make much of an excuse for for there aren't people sticking up for hitler right (laughs) i mean but i would hope not (laughs) given given eons of metaphysical time you know he could turn into a saint i that's that's my maybe too optimistic view so no hitler as we knew him on earth what he did yeah seen pretty bad dude but you know over the vast given water jameson's two thousand years who knows maybe jameson was a you know a dictator and a hitler and a scourge on the plains of you know central asia back in 500 a.d or something you know well he says right when he's when he's reading and and recounting the experience that he had because now after in hindsight we know it was him that he was talking about where he was talking about he's like and i can assure you that we did not enjoy that they did that they did not enjoy their their commands or something about he was talking about the war he's like i can assure you that they didn't want to do what they were doing pretty much so again he was there so he knew that those people didn't even want to be there and it just makes me think of what's happening right now in the world and all these videos that are coming out where you can tell these people don't want to fight. They're just yeah. what they're just taking orders. Yeah. My, my response. I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, it's not like one side is like, Hey, this is great. And the other side is we're being victimized. Nobody wants to be there. Mm-hmm. What, what is the line? I just did a podcast a couple of days ago on the uh, Marx brothers film duck soup from the 19, uh, 1933, which is kind of a war satire, which is, disturbingly relevant for a 90 year old film well 89 wow. if we're doing math but um what is it uh, there's there's a line where uh they're they're stuck in their bunker and they got to send one person out for help and it's um you know you're doing us all a service for a country you know sucker get out there <laughs> while we stay here <laughs> yeah yeah you know that's I mean? right the lizards are, are somewhere on at a desk right <laughs> there's two major corporations that own pretty much everything but the, you're just a number the really disturbing thing is the people that are actively sending out the people that are going to go into the battle zone are 
you know, those are not, those aren't the higher ups. Those are just the people like, okay, you know, I'm at my desk job. I, I have, I've got a commission, you know, I do five more years. I get to retire at 45. How awesome is that? I, I don't know what year you retire, but I know it's way younger in the military. So I send these young okay. bucks to war, you know, it's like that. I mean, it gets to, you know, I'm doing what I'm told and that way it seems, you know, I'm just sending people out to die. <laughs> But that's mm -hmm. that's okay because it's a war. I mean, you know, what is war? That's when murder is like made okay. Yeah, pretty much the purge. And how how is it, dude? Where is there a lot of Americans living over there? Aren't you like scared of what's happening and being an American citizen in another country? Um there is sometimes I mean, yeah, obviously there's not there's not so many Americans. If you're in Tokyo, you'll see a fair amount of people. Uh where I live, it was funny, I actually worked uh for a year without another foreign teacher and i think i basically didn't talk to anyone who didn't look japanese for like a year face to face <laughs> <laughs> so um but you know I, definitely uh, not i'm from atlanta you know there's streets in atlanta i'd be way more scared to walk down than uh mm. I, I walk around at midnight in japan <laughs> really yeah i mean you know there's places in tokyo you might not a few places in Tokyo you might not want to do that, but most of Tokyo you can walk around midnight, no problem. Uh, I mean, a woman might be a little, might want to take a grain of salt with that, but uh, out here in Nagano, yeah. I'm walking around rice fields. That could be anybody, you know? Yeah. Oh, so. what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm on vacation in this life, man. I found the, yeah, I was inextricably, I don't think I said that word right, but drawn to my little mountain valley and I'm enjoying it. And now, you know, I, with, I got my window to the world. That's podcasting, right? Uh, they're mm -hmm. fun to listen to. They're even more, um, you know, not inspiring, but helpful to make, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I don't think it's as easy to listen to them as it is. No, no. It's easier to listen to them than it is making them. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, you know, like for me, I, I usually roll out of bed and do one of these. Sometimes I put my suit on first as I did today. But, you know, I'm I'm somewhat of an introvert. So often, when, especially when I have someone new I'm talking to, I'm going like, Ugh, you know, having like a small panic attack. So which I, I found, I think a few other people have. Uh, Lindsay Schwarm in a rogue way. She, she's been on this podcast and she, she said the same thing whenever she's talking to someone new. She has like a little panic attack before, you know, the Zoom call starts. <laughs> I can relate. I mean, it's gotten better. How many how many episodes have you done so far? Um, of this one, uh, I, I do a few podcasts. I've gotten pretty used to talking to guests. Like, you know, I know it should be fine, but it's just you know, I'm talking to someone new. Like at a party, I'm not necessarily the guy that wants that's going to introduce myself to everyone, right? Yeah. So I don't, I'm the same way, dude. Uh, that's why I usually have like, why I always have some kind of a uh, filmed media as the center of my discussion for my podcast because it's just oh we got this conversation piece and you know today we talked about some we went to many other places as well so it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah 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 no for sure I, and i get you that's why i mean my whole sometimes i have topic based podcasts but i've strayed away from that and it's mostly just open format wherever the conversation goes and I usually i'm you know i've gotten pretty good at it where i can keep it at a certain area and I mean, I, I have I'm way more confident now than I used to be. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, my, you call it like fifth chakra work, right? The throat one, right? You're getting used to expressing and and, uh, you know, letting in other people's ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that's also kind of hard. It's hard to listen to sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 100% <laughs> bro. <laughs> um, I did want to talk about his, his, Oh, one thing I, I should mention when I did the trivia and stuff, I didn't even mention the, um, his fiance cause I just couldn't find any information on the, the actress. So I was not purposefully neglecting her. She just didn't have any information, but I want to talk about the, the older lady who at this point seems to be relatively psychotic. I mean, <laughs> I guess he just walked out for milk one day and never came back. That sort of thing. I would be too, bro. What if you saw somebody, right? You're 90 years old or whatever. And you see somebody that you used to date. And you're like, wait a minute. You didn't even age a day. I think it would drive anybody insane. You know, I think it would mess with somebody's psyche. Be like, wait, what's happening? What's really happening here? Who was I with this entire time? Was it yeah. even that? He probably changed identities the whole time. I guess she wasn't planning to kill him until Chekhov's gun was on the table. <laughs> and that's where how if convenient. You see, if you see the gun, it's going to get shot. Um, in an earlier episode of this, I loved we had um, was it Chekhov's like tea tray? <laughs> like you know the tea tray is going to fall at some point. But here we get the proper gun. He's like, was he con contemplate suicide every night? So hey, that's definitely not a way to live. I certainly don't contemplate suicide every night. Didn't he, didn't he mention that though? Yeah, he says every night. Every night he sits down with his revolver and thinks about it, which yeah. I guess has only been a practice of his for a hundred years. So maybe like five hundred years ago, he'd just have a spear next to his head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it would drive anybody insane. And what I'm trying to think of a movie or a show that I saw a while back where it was. It was a vampire show or something where it was he was talking just like that like you don't know what it's like to see everybody around you just constantly die and move on i forgot what movie it was there's twilight there's true blood uh i've seen neither of those but uh, there's a highlander that's what i usually think of in this kind of situation i forgot it might have been this show actually who knows but i'm pretty <laughs> sure i saw something before that that it was the same concept yeah, because they got the Highlanders where they, you, in that case, you have to go lop off the heads of the other Highlanders, right? <laughs> Two. Wait, which one is that one? That's uh, the Highlander. I think it's 1986. There can be only one. Uh, pretty famous caught sci-fi, but yeah, caught sci-fi for sure. But uh, yeah, there's these people and just inexplicably, they start, certain people start living forever. It's got the Queen song, Who Wants to Live Forever on the soundtrack. It shows him, you know, when he first becomes immortal, falling in love with a woman and uh, getting married and her aging, you know, and now it's a thousand years later. He's like an art collector. Actually, I think it's only 500 years for him. But uh, you get Sean Connery who shows up as someone from Egypt who says he's a Spaniard wearing like this flamboyant Spanish uh, suit. And then he's Sean Connery. So he's I guess his accent's Sean Connery. It's not quite Scottish, but yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, have, I hadn't heard about this. I'm going to check it out. Okay, yeah, that, that's definitely definitely a fun one. It's, it's Some people get obsessed with Highlander. I mean, it's a deep, geek-caught hole to fall into. As for, and really? then there's people like me who are like, yeah, the, the first movie, it's, it's okay. <laughs> a 7.1 on IMDb, which that's, that's pretty high. Yeah, it's not the worst. The first one's good. Um, don't watch... Highlander 2 unless you want to watch a really terrible movie. It is the fun the second one's the fun kind of terrible movie but it is quite rank. <laughs> you ever find yourself watching just really crappy movies just because but you only watch them alone? You ever do yeah. that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I 
this comes up in podcasts a lot where I have a weird obsession with watching Saved by the Bell. So <laughs> nobody ever wants to talk about that. <laughs> a, a few weeks ago, I actually did a podcast where the, uh, my co-host had brought in the guest and it came up and he did want to talk about it. And I could just watch his face like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, I've never even laid my eyes on that show or no, movie I, or whatever I, it is. I would never tell anyone to go watch that. But, you know, I grew up with it. Uh, hey, you talk about things that program you. I mean, I, I, I can't. Some of my high school memories, I can't work out if it was my high school or if it was Saved by the Bell. So <laughs> I went when to a fiction really nice starts place. molding into your reality. Yeah, really. So <laughs> um, there was one art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Civil War picture. Just I, I know this is a talking point oh, for you, yeah. but uh, there's there's the, the many photos of people who look like Nick Cage from the past. Maybe, maybe Nick Cage is Water Jameson. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, that, that that's the joke, dude. I mean, that's that's the who who was it that I mentioned earlier? That was a person all throughout history that kind of reinvents Saint Germain. Yeah, who knows, dude? If I believe that, man, I believe you know through all the occult and dark art stuff that there is, right? Talismanic magic and all this different mysticism. And even like I've been going to be doing something soon with the golem and right. The Kabbalists. Oh, who's to um, say that? If put on your note for that, by the way, uh, Star Trek Picard season one for golems <laughs> for a modern sci-fi iteration of the golem. That's a good one. That, that one's That's a, the newest a, show, right? There's like five newest Star Treks. Uh, this one's now two years old. They've just started their second season of Picard. But the first one, first season is definitely uh, Kabbalah, Golem, all that sort of stuff seems a little inter uh, transhumanism, of course, again, you know, AI, just it's all in there. So that Interesting. one is well, these tabs are going to stay open until I finally get to all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to ask you, man, how many tabs do you have? <laughs> right now not that many dudes i probably got one two three four five six seven probably a good 20 tabs or so let me check here save tabs yeah i've had as much as 60 tabs before open wow there. okay yeah no I'm, yeah. i mean that's cool that's yeah i i got eight because I, I try and keep them slimmed down but uh <laughs> me too dude but you know when you're jumping from topic to topic and researching into whole all these different things I'll set something aside and when I least expect it, boom, oh, I had that tab open. Yeah, I just go there, wrap it up. And it's very hard for me. I'm a hoarder, so it's very hard for me to to close a tab because I go, man, I might need that some other time. Like the other day, dude, I closed 89 tabs and I was so mad. I was <laughs> yeah. so mad. There's been a few here and there I'll keep open for a while. Actually, um, yeah, because yours is one i kept open for a while because i heard you and i i had it on the tab and a week later it's like oh there it is i need to contact him so, <laughs> so you know you leave it there as a reminder right um i want to do my questions here in this episode who went into the twilight zone you know when you asked me that last time i keep like there's a twilight i still don't know what the twilight zone is that's part of the fun of the question <laughs> i think I think if anything, the what was it, Jameson, the dude that died, where yeah, his name's in the title. But for me, I was kind of wondering like that. That's the first thought. But then I was like, it's really the professor. I mean, Kittredge. I think in the in the his jilted, because he knew, lover. right? He, he knew. knew. 
he yeah, yeah. He, he didn't have this uncertainty to deal with the only uncertainty he had was not let's oh one thing we didn't mention is he's still afraid of death he's two thousand years old he's still afraid of death that's mm-hmm. why he can't shoot himself right so the only unknown he gets is you know actually going beyond the veil <laughs> yeah we, which we all I do that, that anyway eventually. yeah exactly so it's not i don't think it's a twilight zone because we all go there eventually so if anything it was probably yeah the old man where and the lady where they've they saw it was real and then they saw this guy shrivel up and even the daughter when she comes in and sees the body is like wait that was who yeah that that's who you were about to marry <laughs> so they yeah. saw they all saw like okay this is a real thing so yeah i think i think they, uh, th- those are the ones that actually went to the twilight zone and this guy just he just died <laughs> yeah yeah i mean again uh, speaking of golems i mean it, it seems jameson's got some fun stories to tell but he's pretty empty inside he's like you know maybe i, I can fill this void within myself by marrying a new woman <laughs> yeah but I, he, think, I think you would get tired of that after a while bro well he does say, maybe not because it Again, I, we haven't mentioned too much, but this is a really good, like, kind of stage play dialogue episode. Just the dialogue is cracking. And he's like, you know, you remember six months I tried to quit because I realized your daughter was falling in love with me and I, and I wanted to quit before that happened. And then I fell in love with her. And here we are. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like super. She's 30 years old, not even married, still living at home. Right. Right. And then and then what was it? The line that stood out to me was. Where he repeats him. I forgot what he said. Where he's like, oh, you're not going to have her brain or something like that. He's like, well, I'm going to have her. Da, da, da. I forgot what he said. Oh, yeah. There's some very 1960s misogynistic dialogue. Chauvinistic. I think chauvinistic is the word. So um, it was, he, I think he said soul or something. I have to watch it again. But I was like, wait, what are you, are you like a psychic vampire toward a thing? Like you need energy or like what's all that about no i think he's just being 50s you know um chauvinist american yeah yeah because he's like oh you'll oh you won't be learning anymore you'll be over a stove you know yeah 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 like now yes it sounds like he's gonna do some kind of like horrible soul drenching you know sucking well in the 50s it was also a soul sucking move it's just people thought it was okay and enough to stick in as like ah, that's so funny (laughs) again products of their time so got to keep that in mind when you're watching these older things it's like man that's kind of kind of misogynist it's kind of racist that kind of sexist was like well it's the late 50s early 60s bro (laughs) yeah the show's ahead of its time but that doesn't mean it's still not of its time you know (laughs) is there any black people in twilight zone i didn't even notice that uh uh there is the big tall wish which uh let's see when it's when do we i think we do that real soon in one two in three weeks there's an episode about an African-American boxer, and it was a big deal at the time because you didn't have... It was still racist. Racism was at its peak. Exactly. At, at, so at this time. So I, I haven't actually watched that one yet. Um, of course, I will be soon, but that that was a season one standout simply because it had a black lead. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so I'll, I'll know more when I get to that one. I, I am looking forward to that one. I actually I actually meant to watch it last week, but I got the titles mixed up and watched uh, A Nice Place to Visit instead. <laughs> yeah, I have to um, I have to start watching all of them again so I can get I, I want to watch the originals first and then get to after that I want to watch the other show you told me about the the, the night, night gallery. gallery. And yeah, yeah. From there I'll jump to the new stuff, which the new stuff they usually ruin it anyway, so I'm not 
stoked about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the new one, I've liked it so far. Um, it is, it is, it definitely is a. It's a little preachy, but usually it's it's got interesting concepts. It's de- they're definitely well made. Um, so, but the preachiness can rub some people the wrong way for sure. Um, for me, the I'm preachiness? like preachiness. Like he's really pushing his points hard. <laughs> mm, okay, like, I get you. Yeah. You know, as one of my co-hosts uh, says, sometimes you need to press the button really hard. Sometimes you don't, but um, I guess that's how it depends on if you like the new iteration or not. Uh, there's yeah. a few of them I've seen that I really liked. So, you know, th- there's at least something there. So <laughs> that's um, what we talked about last time. Sometimes I don't even listen to the critics. I just watch it for myself so either i'm still gonna watch it but i can already see because i've seen it in other shows what they're trying to do and that kind of takes away from it because i can't watch things normally anymore because i'll break it down and be like oh this is what they're trying to push even in law and order bro law (laughs) and order organized unit like i see what they're doing there the new law and orders I, i see what they're doing there and i'm a big law and order fan but you can see what they're doing bro you can see the narrative that they're trying to push and it's all this new age stuff you know I never really watched Law and Order. Uh, one, and one of the reasons I didn't is I, I think maybe, you know, around like 2000, 2001, when I was young and hanging out with the punk rockers, I remember, oh, we're going to get on the town and, you know, hit the clubs, have a wild time. And they're all just stoned and watching Law and Order. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't want to watch Law and Order now. I want to go. It's, it's Friday night. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now I don't I don't go on Friday nights. Well, I, I go out every night. I go around walking the rice fields at midnight. So <laughs> what's up with you on rice fields, bro? I live in the countryside. So um that that's another thing. Like, you know, just to keep myself in good health, I just I make my commute a lot longer. I do a lot of walking. So um I, I used to be notably larger. So <laughs> that's awesome, dude. You know, well, good for I, you, man. It sounds like you're living the dream and you have a you have this zen about you that's just mm. you know just do your thing that's awesome i mean you know i might wipe yeah you know, like intermittent fasting but I, I might walk into work today and there's like a bunch of cookies that someone left as a thank you for a test or something and i'm gonna eat the cookies sure <laughs> <laughs> remember um, you're here for a good time not a long time like this guy was he was around for two thousand years so yeah. imagine how horrible that must have been so i guess that leads to the second question do do the do his victims deserve it the, the old people i guess we'll say in this case because um the fiance i guess just dodged a bullet of weirdness right mm-hmm. i mean she, i mean that's going to be psychologically scarring for sure but she didn't marry him live with him for 15 years and then have to deal with situation so i feel like she didn't qu- i mean she definitely touched the twilight saying but she didn't feel it like these other two people did i think they i don't think they deserved it dude I, but i don't think it was his fault either I mean, if that's something that happened to him, he didn't have any control over that happening to him. Right. So but well, he then, did he did seek out the alchemist two thousand years ago, but that's a two thousand year old mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, exactly. It's like some I wish they gave us more. What I like about these episodes is that they don't really they only give you just enough. And there's so much left on the table that can be developed and, and contemplated on but it's like why was he hey you said why was he looking for for the alchemist was he a pharaoh that wanted to live forever at one of these times and that's why he sucked uh, you know uh was seeking the alchemist out because we don't know we don't know why he wanted to live forever if he even if it was even his idea yeah like i said he could have been who knows what his past lives were you know mm-hmm. um 
uh, you know, what, what did he do in this? Uh, it, like he made a point in the Civil War, like we didn't like it. So I'd like to think, oh, you want to think this guy's, you know, he, he seems kind of, well, besides being chauvinistic, he seems rather dapper and stuff. So it's like, I want to like this guy, but, you know, who yeah. knows what he's done? <laughs> yeah, maybe he might be a shady, shady person. But like he said, yeah, exactly. I want to like this guy, but there's just something off about him. But he's, uh, I, you know, is it, is it, should he wait till his uh, previous wife, you know, passes on? So at least it's not bigamy. Or just go further away, bro. <laughs> go to yeah. Japan. Yeah. Although I wonder... how, how old are you, bro? Are you 2,000 years old? Now you're making me think about you. That's Walking right. Around rice fields. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't, I, 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 I almost answered a Jameson's uh, 44, but I'm 43 at the moment. So. <laughs> Oh, really? How old are you, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm infinite, man. But no, I, I, I wonder how the biblical life would be. You get 800 years. Would that be better? Would that be worse? <laughs> Still the same, dude. Anything over 100. Oh, it depends. If, you, if your body ages, I think that would really suck. Yeah, if that's yeah. If you look 100 healthy. at 100, that would definitely not be cool. Yeah, yeah. just a sack of bones. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to put this one on the uh, tripometer from zero to five? Five being very trippy, zero being not so trippy. Say a four, dude. It was pretty trippy. To me, it was pretty trippy. Like I, in hindsight, again connecting the dots, I was like, "Wow, well, wasn't I?" But I knew something was off when they were hinting at the notebook, and I was like, "Man, what's up with this guy?" But I wasn't expecting to him to be like, oh, I live forever. And then the alchemist and all this. And then the dying part, that caught me <laughs> off guard. I didn't, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I was thinking four as well. And oh, but we should mention that dying part's the only like effect in the episode. It's mm -hmm. very talky. That's, it feels trippy and like it's 90% just guys in a room talking to each other. So mm -hmm. uh, that, that's definitely good writing, you know. Uh, cheers to Charles Beaumont. I guess that's why he has a reputation for being a good writer. <laughs> yeah. I, I know for a fact um, I can I can write OK if I'm like writing history. If I'm writing a story, I don't have many stories in my mind. So uh, if I'm writing dialogue, it's going to be the worst dialogue you've ever read. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I make music so I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was I think it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. And hopefully I'm going to download the rest of the, the season. Is it only one season of the original Twilight? Oh, no, there's five seasons, 156 episodes. This podcast Jeez. is going to take a while. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I guess. So, so I might even suggest, you know, looking up a few, not that, like you said, you don't want to listen to critics necessarily. But, you know, sometimes I would look up like a few top 10 lists and see which, oh, okay. ones, kind of sh see which ones kind of show up um, a lot. I got you. Know, I got you. Just to let you know, a few of the episodes that really light my fire um, is the obsolete man which is near the end of season two uh that one has a very orwellian sort of vibe to it in fact it's maybe one of the better film versions of 1984 in a way and uh season three has the midnight sun which i quite enjoy yeah send me those three email and I'll, I'll keep them in mind and i'll download them that way i don't download 157 episodes <laughs> and just download the ones that that stand out the most no i just you know i i I bought the Blu-ray set back in like October and I was like, I want to watch all of these. How am I going to do that? Oh, I guess I'll do a podcast for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least, I, I mean, you're, 
analyzing it and going a little bit deeper than just the superficial stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I did want to just mention that effect. Uh, I, I read how they did that. I, just like the last episode, we did the Purple Testament. It was a mixture of lighting. And then they just painted like red and blue lines on his face because when you film black and white, it looks like extreme wrinkles. But so if you saw this in oh. color, it would have looked completely stupid. <laughs> Interesting. Like they actually had different colors on his face just so the textures would come out a little differently uh, in, the, in the black and white. And I was like, that, that's cool. I mean, I just I love that kind of effect. Like very it's practical. It's that's FX. It's completely on set. Right. There. It reminds me of what is it? The, the Sith guy from Star Wars when he turns into the read his name. Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine when he gets all wrinkly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Something like that's what it reminded me of. Although I should note, um, I, I, while I was actually waiting for you to come on, I did this bit of research. Uh, so I haven't seen the movie, but um, a lot of times we're like, oh, is the Twilight Zone the first time someone did this? And I'm pretty sure it's not because there was a film version of a picture, the picture of Dorian Gray in 1945. And I can't imagine they got out of that movie without having a similar effect. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about as far as that goes, but it's a Oscar, it's an Oscar Wilde story where... Um, a man, uh, a young, rich man has a painting made of him and the painting ages and he doesn't. So he keeps the painting oh. in a closet and everything he does to himself. He's completely hedonistic, drink, drugs, sex addiction, everything. Right. And he stays 24 years old forever, like for 50 wow. years. And um, all of the horrible things he does to himself are taken on in the painting. And, um, the you know, the, the conclusion of the story is the painting is destroyed and all of the the horrible stuff he's been doing to himself is instantly transferred to him. So he oh, you know, shrivels shoot. up and dies. That sounds interesting. What's the name of that? A uh, picture of Dorian Gray. Uh, it's Oscar Wilde. So, you know, obviously that's a, a hit in late, late 19th century uh, London scene. You know, he would have rubbed elbows with, with some of the, um, uh, I, I'm not this is a newer, well. is, is a book. It's a book. The book is uh, something like 1894, something like 1890, that. 1890, yeah. There's several movies, a classic one being uh, 1945. I think there are uh, there is a more modern version or two. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. That's why I asked you what year it was. Yeah. So the, I, I, I was checking to see if this would have been the first time they did that effect. And I was like, yeah, that, if it was in 1945, they had to at least made an attempt. And if I remember, I think it's a black and white movie. And the sequence at yeah. the end, I think, switches to color for that effect. So they, they actually attempted, uh, this is 20 year old memory at work here, but uh, I think it switches to color for the, uh, the money shot. <laughs> oh, I'll check that out. There's a 2009 rendition. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That, that would probably be better for a modern, you know, eye, right. So, mm. um, or just read the book. To be honest, I haven't seen any of the film version. I just read the book. <laughs> oh, I could do that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we're, we're wrapping this one up. So uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to try and get your habit with other people too, but uh, tell them where to find you one more time, please. All social media platforms at the Juan Juan podcast and anywhere you listen to your podcast at the Juan Juan podcast, find me on there. And I talk about cult themes, esoteric stuff, conspiracies, Bigfoot, cryptids, all that good stuff. Yeah. And just have interesting conversations. So. I'm a cryptid at my job, apparently. 
no. the, the white man at your job oh no 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 we have we have um actually we have a foreign teaching staff that's nice and varied um but we have two schools there's the main one the city and then there's like a kind of suburban one i work at the suburban one and more and more when we have a meeting i just get on zoom because it's kind of annoying to go to the main school so um i my uh my co-worker slash co podcast co-host <laughs> um he was like you're a cryptid because like nobody does you know people talk about you but they never see you so it's like oh i get you like interdimensional they just see you on zoom or something or you don't even turn your camera on for zoom i i do i do turn the camera on but there's been times where i just don't even go there for like two months so uh yeah. said, oh, you're you're bigfoot now <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's cool yeah <laughs> so um as for this podcast I almost said the wrong podcast name because I have three. This one is Time Enough Podcast. It's Time Enough Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can find it under the Patreon podcasting umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius, where we talk about science fiction movies at Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, caught in experimental films at Oral Hygiene, and you'll hear some other folks with British accents talking about Monster Hunter, uh, Pokemon, and I believe there's a new a new video game panel style game show called the game game show that should be airing when you are hearing this while well, I'm just plugging everything. I make music that's at rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com. There's a lot of it. I don't even know why I make it. I make it cause I have to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I do start to go nuts if it's like, if I've gone a month and haven't like made a song. So <laughs> that's how you express yourself, bro. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So go live a good life, but not a 2000 year life. That's right. Be a good person. Thank you.